Hey everybody, I'm Peter and I have a breathing problem that makes me sound like Darth Vader at night. He's Mike and nothing's going to come between him and his hot chocolate. How you doing? In front of me, I have a hot <laughs> chocolate, a chamomile tea, mm-hmm. and a lemon flavored crystal geyser. So not only do you have three beverages, but would you like to describe how you made, how you came across that hot chocolate? At the place you work, you can choose, at Peter's work, he can choose. He works at a very nice building. Mm-hmm. There's a machine about every 10 feet where you can make a drink, any kind of <laughs> coffee beverage. And the choices, there was many choices. I found a button that just said chocolate shot. <laughs> so I hit that. And then I saw another button that said vanilla shot. <laughs> so I hit that. And then I saw another button that said milk shot. So I hit that four times. <laughs> After, I also found a button that said hot chocolate. That might have been easier. Also, while at this building, it took a you man, like 15 minutes to make. I saw a man inside your office walk up to a door to <laughs> knock on it. And I noticed how he was knocking. He knocked, he first walked up the door and knocked 14 times. I counted. He then waited 15 <laughs> seconds and knocked 47 times. He then waited 10 seconds and knocked another 23 times. I know this because I counted. You have a weird thing with how people knock on doors. That was the weirdest one I've ever seen. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to part two of Siege of Lothal. Yep. So one last reminder, please check out, tell people about the show. We're getting some cool momentum. We're getting some cool guests. We are very happy with how season two is starting to shake out. Um, If you want to hear specific people, Star Wars voices and luminaries who will talk to some schmucks like us, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, or on iTunes. Um, we forgot to do it for this episode, but if you leave us an iTunes review, we will read it on the show. So that's the way that you can contact us, like a mailbag, leave us your comments, your questions, just weird stories, make us say embarrassing things, but five stars, please. Yes, only five stars. Um, cool. <clears throat> yeah. Ready so, to get into it? Yeah, let's get into this. I just finished my hot chocolate. Moving on to my chamomile. Here Boom. we go. <laughs> so, during the Vader fight, um, I'm going to say it seems like what we know from Vader's strength in Rogue One mm-hmm. and... You know, what we've seen in Revenge of the Sith and, all you know, everything that he's appeared in, especially the comics, he's a, he's a hell of a fighter. Yeah. Seems like he's holding back a little bit. Yeah, I was wondering that. I, it's a thing that bugs me. I've noticed it a couple times in this series. Um, and I guess you can kind of play it off as hubris, but it's this thing where there's a specific part where Vader is holding Ezra up kind of like a rag doll with his right hand or his left hand, one of the hands. And then his other hand, he has his lightsaber. So he could have just easily cut him yeah. in half right there if he wanted to, but instead he throws Ezra and then he does this yeah. scene, which I think is actually kind of cool. He uses the force to try to make Ezra cut his own head off. Yeah. Which Stop is very yourself. dark. Stop hitting yeah. yourself. <laughs> Your master has deceived you into believing you can become a Jedi. But, I mean, I, what do you make of that? 
Does that bug you? Am I being hypercritical? Yeah, you are, but that's that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I feel like the Inquisitor did it a ton last season, too. He had tons of opportunities to just kill them, but he just decided to get all stylish instead. Yeah. It's like in, in all of Star Wars, you should never kick someone. No. Like, if there's there's a bunch of times where they're in the middle of a fight and then they just kick someone in the chest. It's like, if you could kick them, you could stab them. Yeah. I... I mean, obviously, the creators of the show didn't want to end Ezra or Kanan right there in that moment. <laughs> oh, they didn't want to cut one of their main characters in half on in the first episode of season two? Probably not. <laughs> on the kid show? Because I thought the same thing, and I, I was going to bring it up. I mean, I guess I was the one who brought it up. It just seems mm-hmm. like he's holding back, and I, I don't think... I don't know. I don't, I don't think Vader is holding back. I also don't think he's going full out. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that he's kind of testing their strength, I feel like. Yeah. Was it Force Unleashed 2 where you got to play as Vader? Yeah, for a short while. For a short while. I always remember that because I don't think I ever understood the power of Vader, and I think they've scaled it back a little bit. But that was so cool. Now, they ramped we it walking... back up recently. Well, no, this was like you were walking down Kashyyyk and just like, crumbling buildings yeah. and like throwing so people cool. across the world it was insane yeah I remember it was like it was. kind of nonchalantly like walking in a slow pace and killing everyone well remember in the comic uh the, oh, the vader yeah. comics that first came out remember that scene where he brings down a star destroyer yeah i forgot about that so after i saw that i'm like okay he has yeah. the, enough force power to bring down a star destroyer yeah but Ezra and his gumball machine lightsaber, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I one thing I will there there's a couple of things I really like about this fight though. Um I like how it's filmed. If you notice that Vader is always towering over Kanan, um and it's just the way they shoot at the perspective because I, I mean Vader's obviously very tall, but I don't think he's that much taller. The way that they do it, he's so imposing and so scary. Um, I thought that was a really cool touch. Well, Vader's taller. Anakin wasn't. <laughs> yeah. They just, they put some leg extenders I mean, on. They, I mean, they had to. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. So, you know. Yeah, because he's like 6'8 or something like that. Well, yeah, because Vader, yeah. I mean, they must, have, right they must have made his legs longer because they were chopped off anyway. So, it, it's not like if someone chops off my legs and they're going to put new legs on, I'm going to be like, make me taller. Oh, he's only 6'2". That's not that's shorter than you. Yeah. You're, but you're taller than Lord Vader. It must be like 6'2", not in the helmet. Because he seems so much taller than that. He's 6'2", not in the helmet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I'm, I'm about to get... In, this is going to be like a deep dive all on its own. But I just saw Anakin Skywalker's height is 6'2", as well. And then the first thing is a stack exchange message board where someone just asked why was Darth Vader so much taller than Anakin Skywalker because his legs <laughs> would they respond someone just responded, why not Anakin had all of his limbs chopped off yeah yeah why be rebuilt at 511 when he'd be rebuilt at seven feet tall yeah exactly thank you <laughs> thank you at carnival freak 420 yeah <laughs> I'm just assuming that was his tag or whatever. <laughs> um, also, during this fight, 
uh, Zeb and Sabine are shooting at the stormtroopers yeah. over there. I oh, every time I see Zeb's gun, I'm I'm not. I just think about Dengar. I'm like, that's pretty much just Dengar. His gun. It's mm-hmm. like wrapped in bandages. Mm-hmm. That's the Dengar of guns. Is what totally. I wrote. I wrote in my notes. I wrote Zeb gun is Dengar. <laughs> uh, also, when they're escaping, so it's a short fight. Kanan and Ezra are clearly overpowered. Yeah, I um, love the when they drop the, the AT. Walker. Yeah, not that. Which one was it? ATDP on them, and uh, he just yeah. he just kind of gets out from it. Well, I, I that I, was really scary. Yeah. I think it never actually fell on him. He yeah, like, I think he protected himself. And then Ezra's like, if that didn't kill him, what will? He's yeah. like, not us. And then they just run. So they run. Mm-hmm. And then Sabine from the ship is shooting. And Vader deflects one of her fire blasts. Yeah. And it comes back and hits her in the face. Yeah. But she doesn't die. Yep. But if you shoot a stormtrooper in the face, they'll die. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, and I thought that was weird that she straight up got shot in the face and the chest. Um, I'm guessing the reason is the Mandalorian yeah, armor yeah. because it seems to be very highly prized. Yeah. So made it out, probably be, made out of dragon glass. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> probably. That actually brings up another thing though that I'm really that I really like that we didn't mention before. But this is one of the first shows I can really remember where uh characters get battle damage that carries yeah. through. Um, which I really like. So we noticed that Ezra has his scars on his face that was given to him from the Inquisitor. In the Vader fight, um, Kanan gets hit in the arm in his little, that shoulder pad thing he has, and there's a big gash in it, and that's going to stay with him for the rest of the season. Yeah. And then this, so uh, Sabine got shot in the face and in the chest, and that's the reason why she paints her armor the first time. So she covers up those blaster marks with a whole a new fresh paint yeah. job. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah all the bad guys don't just flicker three times then figure away. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they do this too in Rebels to a certain extent, but I think the timeline's pretty compressed, so it's a little forgivable. But like most comic, like Scooby Doo, like Shaggy only has that one pair of pants and shirt for yeah. his entire life, like. It, nothing ever changes for cartoon characters, so I like these things where there's these little touches. You know, they get yeah. battle damage, yeah. they change their beards and their hairs and things like that. We'll see hairs. that more as it goes on their hairs. Yeah, well, the hair on their head and elsewhere, if you know what I mean. The okay. butt. Okay. <laughs> All right. So our heroes have to somehow get out of Lothal. There's basically a blockade. No ships. Mm-hmm. Any ship can leave. So they have to... Smuggle themselves out. We're gonna have to smuggle ourselves off Lothal for a change. That's not a bad idea. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we know the right man to smuggle us off world. Not him! At first, I didn't expect that it was gonna be Lando that was gonna be helping them. I thought it was going to be, um, what's, what's Half Horn's name? Oh, um,. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. He's in charge of. <laughs> I don't remember this either right half, now. His, yeah. Um, I think his his name his his ship was called the Half Horn or mm-hmm. like the Visago. Visago. There it is. I thought it was gonna be Visago. So I didn't know it was gonna be uh, Childish Gambino. 
<laughs> yeah, I was surprised by this too because I legitimately don't remember Lando being in this series ever again, other than the episode we saw before. Yeah, which I'm kind of excited about. I'm purposely not rewatching anything until we talk about it on the show. Yeah. I am realizing I do not remember a lot about this season. Season two, yeah, is the one I watched least, rewatched the least, I guess. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm excited to kind of discover these things along the way. Yeah. So Lando is going to help them smuggle themselves yeah. out. Um, Can I talk about my favorite thing in the episode? Yeah. So they go, they talk to Lando. They got those shield generators from before. So they say they yep. will, Lando will help them smuggle off yep. world in exchange for half of the shield generators. He's not on planet though. So he's like, go back to my farm, the one that you were at before and meet my droid there. Hula. So they pull up. And they meet stupid, sexy three C three PO. You must be Lando's droid. Yes, ma'am. Welcome. I have prepared everything according to Calrissian's instructions. Is one of you a mechanic? Oh, that must be me. I love him. He's like, hey, hey, ladies, what's up? And he looks exactly like the droid inspired by. Yeah, it's the Ralph McQuarrie droid that we've seen a lot. But I just like the idea of sexy C-3PO. His voice is weird. I can't get his accent down. But is it weird that he said, go meet my droid after seeing Solo and knowing who's... Like, is this after Solo? I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it's after Solo. So he needed a new droid. So that's his new droid. Yeah, so that's his new droid. But it's after L3 pre-Lobot. Yes. All right, he has a lot of droids. Yeah, helpers. Um, this droid's name is W1LE or Willie. He's Willie the sexy droid. Yeah, we need an anthology show about Willie the sexy droid. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think Lando has sex with this droid too? So Kanan says to Ezra, <laughs> "It worries me that you're not afraid." Yeah, piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that worry him? I thought you weren't supposed to be afraid. I thought fear was something you don't want. Is it that Ezra doesn't grasp the the gravity of the situation? Yeah, and probably, I mean, fear, it's like that adage, you know, like, you can't be brave without fear. There's something, or there's something, there's a more elegant way to saying that, but it's like, there's, a brave person doesn't f- never feel fear. A brave person feels fear, but yeah. then overcomes it. Yeah. And so I think he probably wants to teach Ezra that sort of resilience. Plus he's also probably worried if, you know, he doesn't feel fear, then, you know, it's going to lead to pride and yeah. things like that, which could be his downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Ezra. Dick Ezra. Dork Ezra. <laughs> um, when we go back to the ship, where the uh, Imperial, we're on the Imperial Star, the Star Destroyer, or maybe it's not the Star Destroyer. We go back to the Imperial ship, yeah. and we just see shots from outside. We don't see what kind of ship it is. You hear all these different Imperials with all these different accents. Mm. Like, it starts off, like, typical Imperial with, like, English accent. And then you hear one in the background chime in who has a Scottish accent. Huh, I didn't notice that. And I was that. like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the... Where's that guy coming from? <laughs> and then another jo- another chi- uh, another chimes in with like, you know, Nemoidian esque accent. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait. Huh. I, I didn't notice that. Admiral, 
I'm scanning a ship leaving the surface in Sector 4. Its transponder codes match those of the stolen Imperial shuttle. Order all fighters to intercept. Sir, I'm scanning the same transponder in Sector 9. There must be a mistake. Rescan. I'm tracking the identical signal in Sector 11 and Sector 5. I wonder if they they had to express their individuality in some way because they yeah. just are tired of being like faceless drones. Mm-hmm. So they all like... Put on, affected, they put on affected, yeah, affected accent. Like that dude's not Scottish. He's just like, I'm just going to start talking like this. I can't do a Scottish accent. That wasn't, that was basically just. I'm just going to talk like this. Okay, Gimli. <laughs> that was a perfect Scottish accent. I take it back. I can do a Scottish accent. Try it again. Indy. <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> this is the same guy who played Gimli. <laughs> Try it one more time. <laughs> Um, me lucky charms. Yeah, I didn't get any better. <laughs> All right, I think it's great. Um, so he goes up to the we're in the Imperial ship, mm-hmm. and Vader. So well, the, they put their plan in motion. It's actually a good plan. They use all these transponders that mm-hmm. have been provided by Lando with Sabine's plan of we're gonna launch all these transponders with the same giving off the same code into different parts of space so you're not going to know which one is the ship mm-hmm. and at the last minute the ship is going to take off into hyperspe- uh, hyperspace and they're going to escape yeah it works it's a good plan I like the plan yeah. There's not, they don't have a lot of good plans and this seemed like a good way to get off planet well before well, I mean, before they even got off planet we skipped over Tarkintown oh uh, yeah I don't know if you had any notes about it I feel like it fell flat they, yeah. they basically said because like- of them the Empire burned this town to the ground and enslaved everyone in the town. And Kanan's like, okay, I guess that means we gotta leave. It's, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's the right move. No, it totally is. I just, And I think it's an interesting dynamic like where you know, they have, I think Hera says it, we need to leave Lothal for the good of Lothal. Yeah. Because they know if they are even they're going to burn it all there while they're there. Yeah. The empire is going to be ruthless enough to really take it out on the inhabitants. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, that's an interesting touch. Um, I'm opening my chamomile tea. (laughs) I could have just cut that out. You don't have to narrate your weird sounds. Trying to get the lid off. (laughs) I got it off. Why don't you just drink it through the lid? It's got a sip hole. Those aren't good. Good job, Sipple. Thanks. Yeah, the Tarkin Town thing was weird. Um, yeah. Another throwback to A New Hope, though. Yeah, Lar- the Lars Homestead. Yep. Right. There's a lot. Actually, this episode at the end has a lot of Jedi stuff between Vader and, and the Emperor. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, But, all right, we're going to zoom back ahead. They yep. escape. There is... Before they escape, okay. too, they have, the, they have okay. to have a DTR. They had to find the relationship. Oh, that was such a good line. Yeah, I know. Thanks, I made it out myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> not what you said, what they said. Actually, never mind. The line I'm thinking of happens later. What are you talking about? So, they have come to the conclusion they can't stay on Lothal, and so they're like, all right, let's go back. And Kanan's like, wait, go back where? When did we all of a sudden decide, like, we're going back to the floor? Oh, yeah. So, if we can't go back to Lothal, where are we going? What are you talking about? We're part of the rebellion now. Are we? Are we all sure about that? 
Maybe we could just grab the ghost and lay low for a while. I like fighting with Phoenix Squadron. Reminds me of the Honor Guard. Besides, they're canning on us. Wouldn't be right to abandon them now. Ezra, what do you think? We can't help Lothal now, but I think the Rebels can help us get stronger. So we can go back and change things. I think we should stay with the Rebel fleet. And I thought that was interesting too, because yeah. like, did Hera even ask them? You know, all through the first season, there's yeah. Hera is kind of like, there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger plan. You got to follow orders because, you know, you don't know what's going on. But they, now they know what's going on. Yeah, they know what's going on. But like, did she just volunteer them to be part of this army without asking them? I don't know. It's her ship. Yeah. Just seems like a weird move. Like, what if I just involuntarily enlisted you in the Navy? Well, if it was on your boat and you're like, hey, my boat's going to join the Navy. You're like, you can come with or you can't. Yeah, fair, I guess. I'm like, okay, I'm on your boat. Cool, man. Let's yeah. go Dunkirk this. <laughs> Just seems inconsiderate. Did you see Dunkirk? Yeah. More right. like Dumkirk. Nope. I liked it. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we can jump to the part I want to talk about. So you skipped over... I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, this is... I have, a, there's, I have a big question with this episode. Yep. Vader tracks them. Yes. Tracks them through hyperspace. Not necessarily, but go ahead. Why not necessarily? So he's a tracker on their ship. Yeah, they go through hyperspace. They end up somewhere out of hyperspace. Yeah. So when they're saying that they they previously before the last Jedi they couldn't track people through hyperspace, it's a different technology. They're talking about just literally without, without any sort of tracker hardware, watching a ship. On a, on a sensor, like on a screen. Okay. And then it just disappears when they go off of hyperspace. So putting an actual physical tracker on something yeah. is the last Jedi technology was without even doing that. Yeah. So the last Jedi, they didn't have to put anything physical on it. They could just track the ship uh, as they went through the hyperspace, tech. which sucks. But I did notice that they said, you know, the tracker didn't activate until they got back to the fleet. So I wonder if that has something to do with it too. Like if he activated it too early or while it was in hyperspace, he couldn't make a mm. connection. He couldn't make the Bluetooth connection. Yeah. But once they were safely at the fleet out of hyperspace, he turns it on. Chopper tells them, OMG, there's a tracker. Yeah. And uh, then okay. he okay. pops up out of well, anywhere. All my worries are disappearing. All my worries Thanks. are disappearing. Probably has something to do with the foot rub I'm giving you while we're recording. That's not happening. If you're <laughs> listening to this, that's not happening. <laughs> So, about the tracker, didn't Hera tell Zeb specifically to make sure they weren't tracked? Did she? Yeah, as they were leaving, she turns to Zeb and is like, make sure that we're not being tracked. And he's like, got it. Zeb and Sabine are oddly... Um, they're not in these this these episodes much. No, and you know who else isn't in it very much? It changes a little bit in this episode, but I was really disappointed. It's Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. She's there. Well, she says like end. one line in the first episode. Yeah. She finally has something to do at the end. Yeah. But I feel like this was so. I remember being disappointed by this when I saw the premiere because it's the big reveal from season one at the end. It's this huge cliffhanger. Ahsoka's back. And then you don't give her anything to do. Yeah. Well, she has stuff to do. Yeah, eventually. She is a. I think if they use her too much, people are going to want her in everything. I think that that was the thing. Like, we have to get you, we have to get you hooked on these new characters because it just be they're not going to use Ahsoka and everything. Yeah. So they're not trying to overuse her, so you know, don't become dependent on a star. 
Yeah, which I'm fine with. I mean, it's kind of the idea of, you know, they can't have Vader be in all these episodes yeah. because if they do, like, who's going to give a crap about yeah. any other villain that comes around? Yeah. So he's only the first two for a while. Then he takes a big break. So I understand that. I just, it's weird that your first episode back, it would be like if Steph Curry is coming back from injury and you decide to sit him for the first game back from injury just because. Like, if you got your star player on the board, put him out there for the first game. You can tail it off a little bit, but I don't know. I just would have liked to see her do a little more in, the, in this episode. It's like if you have Yigini Nabokov in goal. Why would you put in a different goalie? Oh, Quidditch. I, I know what you're talking about. If you have a good sports player on your team, yeah. why would you put in a medium good sports player on your team when you could put in the good sports player <laughs> on your team into the court or the field or the ice or the pitch? Or the Quidditch pitch. That's fiction. You know this, right? I need you to. I need um, you to. I need you to say it's you know literally this. not because I just listened to an interview with the U.S. captain of the national Quidditch. Yeah, team. I listened to that too. Yeah, so it's real. I thought that guy was a little bit of a turkey. I also there's a Quidditch league at my work. Yeah, I also walked by a barber shop at your work. <laughs> Places weird, man. I work at Disneyland. More or less. I'm Mickey Mouse. So. Vader has tracked them. Yes. I'm a big fan of this scene that comes up next. I am too. Um, Phoenix Squadron is launched because all of a sudden a fighter comes in Mm -hmm. to uh, out of nowhere because he's tracked them. Just Vader. A single ship. A single ship. And it's it's his, his TIE fighter. We're tracking one target. No other ships have entered the system. Move Phoenix Squadron to intercept. Yeah, I have notes about the TIE Fighter. Talk about it. Um, but first, I, I, was, I feel like Vader is like an extreme sports guy. <laughs> like, he just, he's like, I'm going to do it on my own because then I can f- really feel alive, man. It's like he has to like push the limits. Um, so I kind of li- like that aspect about him and kind of the lonely, terrible machine of a man. And he just has to do these death-defying things to just get a thrill. More than that, I just think he's like, I'm the only competent one here. Like, okay, this is too important. These are Jedi. Let me just take care of this. Yeah, that's probably true, too. It's like if you have a good sports player, (laughs) you wouldn't put in an okay sports player. Well, so if he's not an extreme sports guy, then why does he wear those red Ray-Bans? Comfort? (laughs) Fashion. So he is flying his TIE Advanced X-1. Yeah. Which is the ship we see him fly in A New Hope. Mm -hmm. So some interesting stuff about this is this is a prototype ship that the Empire hoped would one day replace standard TIE fighters. It is an upgraded model of the TIE Advanced V-1 that we saw last season. season So this is kind of the next progression in that. So it has a faster engine in the atmosphere, but it's slightly slower in hyperspace than the V1. So you got to trade off every once in a while because the weapons are more powerful. The weapons are more powerful. The shielding is more powerful. It also has um, solar panels on the outside. Remember Uh, that the last one ran on fuel and solar panel power, but they didn't have it on the outside because there's 
more armor. This one has the solar panel, so it's eco-friendly. Nice. And powerful. Um, the weapons system can launch multiple missiles at once instead of the just one that we saw last time. Also, I saw this note. It carries five days worth of consumables opposed to two days worth. That's cool. So, like, it's got a mini fridge? Yeah. Sick. Um, this is another note I liked. Vader had a custom cockpit put in because his armor wouldn't fit in the normal cockpit. Well, that just makes sense. Yeah. So, he just he's got, like, he probably has, like, red leather, his face embroidered on the steering wheel. <laughs> it's That's just bad tight. to the bone. <laughs> I wish I could do that in an A-wing. Yeah. A-wings are my favorite. And A-wings launch. A squad. Yep. The Phoenix squad is launched. Yeah, and I think this this confirms, at least in my mind, what we were talking about the last episode because we just rewatched it together. I think that these pilots are all the same model. This is the first time we've seen yeah. multiple pilots, A wing pilots. Yeah, and they all look the same. Um, they're all the same model, and they just have different helmets on them. Yeah, those helmets are goofy. Also, they're literal red shirts. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> they're not. It's yeah. a little on the nose. They're wearing red shirts, and they're just faceless. No buddies that get blown <laughs> up by Darth Vader. Um, so I like that up touch. A good, they put up a good fight. Mm. I really wish Vader would have said, now this is pod racing. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'll do a spin. That's a good trick. <laughs> uh, he destroys them. It's great. Yeah. I think it's a super... I think there's some amazing... Uh, there's some amazing graphic details in this. Like when... Uh, well, the first f- person in Phoenix Squadron, his ship gets destroyed. It like goes to a New Hope style shot, yeah. of, like inside the cockpit, like ah explosion, and it looks totally like that. And it's totally a callback to those, and totally. But it looks re- it looks really good. Um, I think this dogfight looks so good. Yeah, I it seems it's... very Star Warsy, which yeah. I, I think that part of it has been missing. It's been yeah. We've seen a uh, Tie Fighter pilots in their cockpits in the first season, but I really like now that we're getting some rebel ships yeah. involved yeah i love that touch it looked good this reminds me too have we ever talked about the different lightsaber or different laser colors uh no not on this yeah this was something I, w- I was i was really curious about and i thought it was kind of interesting do you know why there are different there are generally speaking three different laser colors and blasters and ships green red and blue yeah because the blasters run off of gas so it's like a compressed gas that makes Mm. that and that's what ammo the ammo in star wars universe is Mm. these little gas capsules i guess um and the quality of gas determines whether your laser is red or green oh so higher quality gas is green so that's why the empire has it because they have all the good bullets basically the rebel have crappy bullets so there's a red yeah awesome i didn't know that yeah i thought that was interesting that is i like that I like little details like that yeah even if they're redconned <laughs> yeah um, totally. okay so vader is cleaning house and mm-hmm. we know who has to step in hera the best yep arguably the best pilot in the galaxy yes i was gonna ask this so according to pablo hidalgo he's yeah. probably biased but according to him well, is he best? I don't know how involved he actually is with Rebels specifically other than being on the story group. Well, he's involved in everything. So yeah. Like he is so maybe he's not biased. But he says that Hera is a slightly better pilot than Poe Dameron. Yeah. I, so, no, I like that. So that's, that's fine with me. I like that too. 
Is Hera a better pilot than Vader, though? Probably not, because she doesn't have... I mean, she's not as in tune with the Force. So um, you think the hierarchy is... I think it's unfair. Yeah. I think it's like, if... I think you have to put an asterisk next to Vader's name, because it's like, a Force user. Yeah. So, Vader, Hera, Poe are the top three pilots in the Star Wars universe. I'd get behind that, and then okay. probably Wedge under that. Yeah. Wedge it was interesting because they didn't mention Han in the top. Ah, uh, well, I mean, he's, I don't think, I don't think, in my yeah. mind, he wouldn't. Yep. We, we talked about this in our solar review show. You can, you can check that one out if you want, but I think he's a little bit of a false bravado kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I like that. I think I'm, I'm comfortable with Hera being the best non force using. Yeah. I pilot. think so. Um, the, my favorite line, maybe from this season, uh, is said by Hera right here when she's gearing up everyone. She's like, all right, kids, do mom and dad proud. Yeah, I noticed that. I love it. I love that line. It's and so it's good. so, like, emblematic of that team. Yeah. And, it, like, you, everyone knows Hera and Kane and her mom, dad, and then we got the kids. Yep. Um, you know I love mom Hera. And she solidifies it here. Perfect. Yeah, um, so... There, Vader took out all of the A-Wings. He took out the capital ship. And yep. Commander Sato is not ready to abandon ship. Um, but he's left with a little choice. So to buy some time, the ghost crew has come out to help the A-Wings. And now they're trying to engage Vader one-on-one to buy some time. So that now it gets real. Sato can get off the ship. Yeah, and we have three force users on the ghost. Yep. Ezra, Kanan, Ahsoka. And they can all feel something's weird about this pilot. Yeah. They can sense it's a force user. Ezra has those same cold feelings that he got on Lothal. Yeah. Not only that, did you no- notice what he said he f- he sensed? Mm-mm. He fear. sensed fear, fear. Yeah. anger, and yeah. hatred, Yeah, which are the exact three emotions that... Yeah, Yoda was worried about in Phantom Menace with Anakin. Yeah, so th- it seems like Ahsoka is slowly starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. She asks Ezra, like, "Who was it? Yeah, who was that? You know, as always, the Dark yeah. Sith Lord." And then Kanan and Ahsoka kind of link up and are using the Force to. I don't know what. Yeah, this is a little, because even Soka, she's like, all right, you ready to help? And he's like, with what? He's like, just remember your training. Like, that's not helpful. Yeah. But so should they reach out to, I don't know, scan who it is? Yeah, that's a says, weird line to say. That's like, yeah. if I just went to you like, hey, you ready, man? And you're like, for what? And I'd be like, just remember high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, what class? Like, Yeah. No, it's very, very ambiguous yeah um and so but i did write in my notes time to enter the chill zone because this gave me chills back on the fall i felt something Kanan did too the fear the anger the hate it's the sentinel we faced the apprentice lives So she's scanning, sudden flash of realization, 
comes across her face. And then he cuts to Vader and he says, the apprentice lives. Great line. And yep. then she blacks out. <laughs> yep. Um, and then at that point, Vader's mission gives us from destroying the ghost to capturing the ghost. Yeah. He wants those rebels alive. Yeah. The other, the Empire, the Star Destroyers arrive. The fleet looks like they're <laughs> doomed, but Vader says, don't yeah. destroy them. I want the rebels alive. Yeah, he, so the fleet is being... Com- I forgot this dude's name. We, I think we wrote it down elsewhere, but um, I'm just going to call him Captain Mustache. Yeah. Captain Mustache is in charge of the fleet, and uh, Vader tells him to block their path so they can't escape. How do you... When you have three ships, how do you block someone when there's 360 degrees for them to go? Uh, hyperspace hyperspace highways oh yeah you're right i always forget about that so i guess yeah there's just a specific hyperspace lane that they have so, to get to i mean but that doesn't mean there can't be multiple lanes but maybe there's yeah. just like a they're just cutting off their path to get to the hyperspace lane okay that makes sense so now my worries are relieved thank you yeah so this is a good <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah um it's it's not a bad plan. It's a little goofy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really... I mean, I like it, so whatever. I'm going to brush by it. I'm not going to think about it too much, but like, how could Hera... What are the mechanics of this of this plan? How did Hera know when to jump to hyperspace? Because she's like, wait for it, wait for it, now! And then yeah, she does it, was, it. It was... I mean, the spatial concepts that are involved yeah. with visually estimating when you're going to be in range of a tractor beam yeah. are pretty astonishing, but maybe that's what makes her a great pilot. She has, uh, I mean, it's like a a good golfer. How the hell do you know how hard to swing to get a ball to land in a certain spot? Like, it's maybe a bad metaphor. Yeah. But, like, some kind of instinctual spatial understanding. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe the formation of the Star Destroyers, like, kind of pinpointed. Yeah. According to Imperial Protocol, this is the perfect yeah. formation to be in before igniting your yeah. tractor beam. Because even the uh, the Imperials inside the ship were saying... She's almost in range, almost yeah. in range. So she has to be in a certain range to actually grab the ghost. Okay. And so she takes off at the perfect moment. Yep. And Vader right behind her, he is, his ship is the <laughs> one who gets stuck in the tractor beam. Yeah. I imagine he's got to be pissed. If that doesn't get all of them killed, I don't know what will. Well, and Captain Mustache is yeah. like, don't worry, officer. That wasn't your fault. But Lord Vader will never know that. I'm he's like, just gonna throw this dude under the bus. Yeah. Kind of a Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. He's a scary dude. But um so they get away. Yep. And it's time to debrief. So yeah. Ahsoka, Ezra, and Kanan kind of meet up because Ahsoka wants to know a little bit more about the Sith Lord yeah. that they met. Um This was interesting to me because, you know, they talk about the fear and the anger and things like that. What do you think Vader is afraid of? At, at this point, he's gone so far mm-hmm. that the only way he can exist or th- like, like, yeah, the only way he can exist is by continually pursuing his, like, this power. Like, that, like, underlying fear of, like, losing someone you love. He lost mm-hmm. everyone he loves. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, I think he's afraid that he it's all been done in vain. Oh, and interesting. And unless he's not continually pursuing this thing, 
that he set out to do, if he fails at this pursuit yeah. to, I, I don't know, I guess become immortal or figure out a way to stop death, then it's all been for nothing. Interesting, yeah. So maybe it's the fear of, it's cliche, fear of, fear of failure. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Because I feel like he has he exudes like such confidence and swagger, yeah. but underneath, like there's some dark stuff bubbling. Yeah. Um, but it's hard for me to pinpoint. You know, Kylo Ren. It's very clear. Like, yeah, you're not. You're never going to be as good as Vader. But he's the same he's thing. Of that you know, it's the same thing. Fear of failure. It's not yeah. living up to something. And Interesting. They both have the same like root fears. Yeah, and I think that adds an extra dimension because I think the reason. Like this, Ahsoka being alive is probably a huge thing for him because as far as Vader knows, this is the only person other than the Emperor that yep. can tie him to his old life as Anakin. Well, not just that, he mentions the other, Kenobi. Yeah, he says, right. He says that, and you know, ultimately that's who he wants to track down as well. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that makes him such a good villain, though. Mm-hmm. And I forget where I heard this, but the best villains are the ones who think they're the good guys. Yeah, I think Who's, I said that. Yeah, I think you did. Are the ones who are pursuing <laughs> something they think is noble. Yeah. That makes them so complex and interesting. They're not just bad for bad sake. Yeah. That's a, that makes a terrible villain. Like, I'm just doing, I like to do bad things with my friends. <laughs> I don't know what I like to do. <laughs> I just want to do hood rat stuff with my yeah. friends. But I wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friends. No, it's they, they believe they're doing something good or noble and that's their pursuit. And that's yeah. what Vader is to me. He thinks he's... Well, he's gone too far at this point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because according to Filoni, um, in the Rebels Recon, if Vader had a hit list, it would be number one, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And we see it even later. He's like, the Emperor's like, we might we might be able to track the Apprentice back to other Jedi. He's like, like Kenobi? Yeah. Um, and then number two and three interchangeable is Yoda and Ahsoka. Yeah. So Ahsoka's pretty high up on Vader's hit list because I think, yeah, he he's really tried at this point to sever whatever. He's, he's basically trying to embody what Obi-Wan was saying in A New Hope. You know, they're different people now. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, Vader murdered Anakin. Yeah. Um, and I think Pablo Hidalgo also said at this point, um, Vader's in his prime, which I think is a... Is a good adjective for it to kind of yeah. Well, it is. I mean, he's yeah. He's fresh off the uh, yeah. I think he's he's calmed down by a new hope in my mind. Yeah, he's had quite a while to yeah. And so part of that is you know he's he has no reason to change like whatever pull that Luke had on him to kind yeah. of pull at the heartstrings and bring Anakin back. None of that exists right now. Yeah. Um. So I think you know Ahsoka probably is gonna make an attempt. Or is tempted to make an attempt to bring back her old apprentice, but yeah. it's just a non-starter at this point. The only thing that can change that is Luke. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I, I like his lines. My, it's my favorite thing when he gets into the room with Callus and uh, mm-hmm. whoever that other mustache is, and he's <laughs> like, you know, leave the room, like clear the room. I need this for myself. Um, and he immediately kneels. Lord Vader, have you dealt with the rebels in the Lothal system? Yes, Master. They are broken. And yet I sense in you something 
more to your victory. I believe the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker lives. Yeah. And, like, FaceTimes the Emperor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he said there's so many, so many good lines. Yeah. Right here, Peter, just drop in that whole scene. Bing. Okay, now that you've heard that whole scene, that was terrific. <laughs> I mean, saying things like, you know, the apprentice of Skywalker lives. Mm-hmm. And like this, I mean, it's so reminiscent of Return of the Jedi, the yeah. Emperor saying, you know, the son of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and then referring to Anakin Skywalker as this dead person. Yeah. Um, there's some weird mental things. <laughs> there's some weird psychology in that. Yeah. That is probably really effective. Yeah, I like that. And this is a small touch, but I really liked, um, what did he say? Oh, he was just like, he said something along the lines of like, I believe that the apprentice of Skywalker is aiding the rebels. And he's like, are you sure? It's like, it was her. It's like, he is so certain. He hedges a little bit because he doesn't want to screw up in front of the emperor, but no, it was her. Yeah. So that was a cool part too. Yeah, and it seems like Ahsoka knows. Yeah. Um, Why do you think Ahsoka doesn't want to tell Kanan and Ezra that she knows who it is? uh, Probably shame. I mean, the shame of, like, that was someone I once loved and was close to. Yeah. I mean, I think in in some small way she's holding out hope for this. So she's not going to be like, if you have someone you love who turns to this dark path, you don't want to, you don't want to throw them under the bus because part of you loves them, and maybe you're kind of hoping in time they'll make the right decision. So yeah. you're not going to send people to track them down. Yeah, and it's probably just an awkward subject to broach. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Funny story. I used to be his apprentice. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> snips, old snips. Yeah. Out. Yeah, but so, that's basically it. So it ends with one final command. Yeah. Emperor tells Vader to let another Inquisitor go find them. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yep. I mean, and it's a great way to kick off season. It is. It is a great way to kick off season two. Yeah. Bam, now into season two. Who's going to be our new villain? Who's going to start it? <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nailed it. Yep. I'm going to go four long. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Any final thoughts for the opening? Um, I like part two better. Part I... one felt part one felt very season one. Part two feels very season two. Yeah. Um, I think it's a nice bridge into yeah. things to, ex- into what to expect from Rebels. And this is where Rebels really starts to pick up. Had it stayed four seasons of season one. That'd be rough. I don't know that I'd love it. Yeah. But this is where it really takes a turn. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pumped. So, as customary, yep, we like to end these episodes with our own little rating scale we thought also for season two let's switch it up a little bit yeah so i don't know do you do you want to go first 
Uh, no, why don't you kick it off? Okay. So, my new least favorite thing in Star Wars, which is going to be the F of our scale, for those of you who are not familiar, is Jedi Rocks, Ooh. which is the song in uh, Jedi that they put in the special edition in Jabba's Palace. Um, and then my new favorite thing is the throne room fight in The Last Jedi. Oh. So good. That's so good. So I am going to give this episode on that scale uh, Nighttime at Bright Tree Village. Ooh, that's, that's huge. huge. See, it's nice. Like Luke and Leia standing on the bridge? Yeah. It's nice. There's some good kind of heartwarming stuff, but it's also a little boring. Okay. This episode dragged. Yeah. And I feel like that's where Jedi kind of drags for me. Okay. So for me, that's like a B minus. Okay. The Vader stuff was an A plus. Yeah. But some of the other, like the Tua stuff and all that, I'm like, whatever. B minus. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, So my new scale, my, my A, my mm-hmm. top is Luke on Dagobah looking back at Yoda's hut as the light fades <sighs> and Yoda... Yoda's force ghost goes mm. to a force ghost heaven. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. It is. Um, two, an Imperial officer gives Han Solo his last name. <laughs> Fair. I like that movie. I just don't understand. <laughs> oh, you don't have any people. Um, Han alone. Solo. Han uh, lonely. Okay. Han... Um, by himself okay there it is okay Perfect. nailed it yep um i'm going to give this episode a um, um another solo thing a train heist mm. uh in the solo film which i thought was fun it had some moments of suspense and emotion i i liked it, it but it didn't at the same time mm-hmm do anything too different and kind of followed a very formulaic route which i feel like this episode similarly did but still was star wars and i liked it so this is like a b minus as well maybe maybe a probably actually a b only because of vader and ahsoka okay fair yeah so that's where i'm landing nice cool chibang so thank you for joining us on this journey. Yeah, thank you. We will be returning shortly with the rest of the season and some of your favorite guests, plus some new ones. Plus some new ones. So check us out on Rebels Rebels Pod at Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Tell us what's up. Leave us a review on iTunes and we will read it on the show. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, remember, be brave out there. Don't look back. Don't look back. I finished my tea, my hot chocolate, and my water. Good night! Hooray! <laughs>